0: And now, weighing
1: in out of the blue corner,
0: John the Punk
1: Thompson. 100% okay. And on the other mic, he weighs he in. in from the red corner, big John McCarthy. We're going to give you guys a little nugget today for Super Bowl Sunday. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna mainly talk fights, but we are gonna give our two cents on the Super Bowl. I think later on, and uh, you know, I'm just gonna simply just say Chiefs all the way, baby. <laughs> you, man. I would say you're a homer, but you no. live in the Bay Area and you're going with the Chiefs. I, uh, I know you're a Chiefs. Fan. No, I'm a Chiefs fan. All right, so let's let's kick this off real quick with uh, with Kamal Usman, Usman, and uh, Masvidal. Masvidal. Dana Dana's confirming that this will be for the title What did did he say like in May or something Did we not
0: did we not say that it was going to be that fight
1: Yeah I mean well I mean I I, I kind of was leaning I I was leaning yeah after all the altercation yes I was still up until the altercation I was leaning towards Connor and Masvidal I was leaning towards that I really believe they're going to run Nate and, and Connor again yeah I kind of think so I kind of think they're gonna run Nate and Connor for the third time make that money fight Connor has a good chance of winning Connor also has a chance of losing <clears throat> but at 170 which I think their first two fights were at 170 also yep both of them but Connor now is a I think he's had plenty of time to become a real 170 pounder I mean, not so much like an Usman or you know those guys <laughs> but he's he's <clears throat> probably walking around about 80 somewhere in there you know um, i doubt it no you doubt, I doubt it. it 70 75 no yeah i would say no mm. more than
0: 75 yeah. i don't he's just doesn't have that big a frame and he, he's got you know a lot of muscle on him and stuff he's got big legs and stuff but i just don't see him walking around yeah. in that 180 range
1: yeah i, I just think that <clears throat> we saw a little bit with the cowboy thing he was able to um he, i think he felt comfortable with that way and if if uh What's his name? His coach's name? John Kavanaugh. Okay. If if Kavanaugh is not lying, which I don't think he is, he's saying like he's do- he's been he's been dominant in the gym, performing really well in the gym, looks and feels really good. <clears throat> I, I I could see him um walking through Nate also. You know, if if that's the case, I mean, he had fought at 55 for so much, and then just tried to fight at 70. And I think Nate is just physically a really big guy, and Nate's deal used to dealing with you know with guys that have power, used to dealing with guys that um, <clears throat> that come after you, you know, <clears throat> and try to get you out of there. He he can deal with Nate can deal with it all, but I'd like to see I'd like to see them do that fight because then we'll get a better idea of how how good Connor is at 170. Now that he's put on this muscle and this weight, and he's car- he's been carrying it around a little bit longer, he's been able to get through a whole training camp with it. And physically, says he feels wonderful. And now it's just something for him to build on. Run the Nate back, <clears throat> run the Nate fight back again, or maybe even have him fight Nick if Nick is going to come back. I hope he doesn't, but there, there talk there is talks of him saying that he's going to come back. I would love to see him fight Nick, you know, Nick or Nate, both of those guys. Let him get that fight, and then he maybe potentially could fight the winner of Usman and and um Masvidal. i really think uh, i feel like every time i say this i not just say this i've say, every time i've been talking about usman <clears throat> excuse me i've ruled against him and he's proven me wrong i think every time <laughs> i just
0: i, I he, keep going he, with he, it man he keeps on making me look good yeah
1: <laughs> I, he's and good. It's, I know I'm not saying he's not good. I have a ton of respect for him. I really like the guy. Like you know, um, we saw him at Mohegan I think last year, sometime, um, right before he fought T Wood or right after he fought. T- I think it was before he fought T Wood. So maybe close to two just, years. Just, th-
0: just think about. He's that good. Fight.
1: Man. Just think about that fight though. That
0: fight with Woodley. Yeah, he just dominated it. He dismantled Woodley. Yeah. yeah. You know, T-Wood can wrestle. T-Wood is athletic. T-Wood is fast. And he just dominated. Anywhere he wanted the fight to be, it was. Anything he wanted to happen, it happened. He just made T-Wood look bad. And that's not easy to do because Woodley's good, man. He's a stud.
1: Yeah, I think that T-Wood fights in spurts. And Usman didn't fight in spurts that fight. He fought... Got the takedown, dominated the position, and T just didn't have the—he didn't have enough spurts. Now I also go back to sometimes when guys have been a champion for a long time, I, you kind of see them get a little bit complacent, you know, like yeah. oh none of these guys can beat me. No, they just got to work their way back, and sometimes they come back to the title, sometimes they don't. I mean, we saw it with GSP a little bit complacent with the Matt fight, you know, other things on his mind. Just you know, yeah, they let, that, was, that was a lot of other things. But they let they let they let the outside world creep creep in yeah but then now, normally
0: you're going to, to that gsp had just won the title he won the title at ufc 65 against matt hughes yeah he lost it to matt Serra at ufc 69
1: so that Houston, was his Texas. first title defense first title defense oh wow i thought he had one or two in between there yeah oh that sucks
0: yeah so when you, well, there you see go, this is why this yeah, i don't think he got complacent it was everything that was happening in his life it was all the pressures of being the champion and everyone coming in and then management and he wasn't getting along with them and they were doing things that he
1: was upset with and bad things happen hmm God, this is this is why uh, we work so well together. You can uh, say things like that because I, I I thought it was like I thought he had one or two fights in between. Nothing in then, between. Yeah. Then he just got comfortable. Like, okay, look, this is how it's going to be. <clears throat> you know, because you could see from the first time he fought Matt Hughes to the second time he fought Matt Hughes, he was a completely different fighter. Oh yeah, confidence level was through the roof, and I exactly. thought exactly. You know, after... no confidence in one. Yeah. And confidence just at its peak. Yeah.
0: In the second one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. So to go back to Usman because we, we got off track. Of course we did. Uh, Usman and Mazvidal. Can Mazvidal keep it standing, and can Usman take his shots? Man, I will tell you what. I, you know, I look at uh, what
0: Usman did in the Colby Covington fight, and I was really impressed that he was so confident in his standup. <clears throat> that he would. He didn't even try for the takedowns. No. Yeah. And uh, that, to me, leads to the point of he's becoming more and more comfortable in that position. But I would always say you never fight another man's fight. And if mm. you're going to face George Masvidal, you're going to say that, look, he's a stand-up guy. He's a guy that wants to be on his feet, and he lands beautiful combinations. He's not a one-punch knockout artist he breaks you down with combinations and then can land the one shot that can put you away. Mm-hmm. But it's his ability to break you down with it, landing all of these beautiful shots that he goes up and down with. I think that Usman needs to take George Masvidal down to win that fight. I think he's got to take him off his feet. He's got to rough him up on the ground. <clears throat> he's got to slow down what George does. And he's got a very good chance of winning that fight. You know, I would say he's the favorite going in. But Masvidal has all the experience and tools necessary to win that fight, also, and that's what makes it you know an intriguing fight. Is both guys are so good at what they do, but Usman's wrestling is good. Now I know Masvidal's wrestling defense is outstanding. Yeah, it is, but it's the way you come into him or allow him to come into you. Same as you counter punch, you counter wrestle you allow a guy to take those shots and come in with his attack, and instead of just, you know, defending, I'm going to move myself and drop levels and come into him and use his energy coming forward to try to do damage, that's the time to try to take Masvidal down because when your hands are coming through, you don't have the ability to get those underhooks and anybody can be taken down. I don't care how good a wrestler you are, anybody can be taken down in MMA given the right situation and circumstances. So... Usman has all the ability <clears throat> to take Masvidal down. He's just got to work at the timing and when he's going to shoot that attack into him. He does that, he can get him down and get him down without burning a lot of energy. I honestly look at, you know, Usman, there's something special about a guy that he carries that big of a frame, that big yeah. of, that much muscle, but he really doesn't, you know, he doesn't slow down much. I mean, you know, even you can take a look when he was doing the grappling with Woodley. I mean, it was impressive how much he was doing in, so, you know, certain aspects of that fight. And then getting back to his feet and taking him right down again. That shows that his, you know, cardio is just incredible as far as he can continue to push a pace on somebody that can push that person to the point where they're exhausted and he can still go. And anybody that's going to stand, you know, fight with Colby Covington, you know he brings a pace. And I'm not saying Colby was getting tired in that fight. And I'm not saying Usman was. I thought they were both incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a great fight. And that's that,
1: That's the kind of fight you want to see. No, uh, yeah, I, I think so as well. He's going to have he's gonna have a hard time holding him down, though. You know, um, like t- there was moments in the fight when T-Wood lost the takedown. He just kind of like succumbed to just being on the back. Like, yep. Okay, this is where I'm going to be. I think Mazadal has spent his whole career uh, with people trying to take him down, and so his main focus has been on him trying to get back up, and I think he probably is going to be a lot harder to to hold down than I think T. Wood was. He probably will be as equally, if not a little easier maybe to take down though, but he'll be able to get up, which makes the, makes the fighter work a little bit harder every time. Once you get the takedown and you're able to dominate the top position for a while, the person on bottom is a deflated fighter versus the person who was on top doing the work, doing the damage. And that person on bottom was carrying your weight, whereas the person on top is really just floating. You know, you're know, you not really expending a lot of energy except for when you're putting in the work to try to get them out of there uh, with the ground and pound. I mean, sure, you're putting work and positioning and all those things, but you're not having to carry someone else's weight. And I feel like that pays such plays such a factor now. If he takes Masvidal down against the cage, I think Masvidal is able to hop back up to his feet. I mean, we saw it in the in the Damien Maya fight. I mean, Masvidal was able to get up a couple of times with someone like him, and that's just a different level of like being able to get up. Once once someone like Damian May gets you down, like very rarely do people get up, you know, <laughs> just position wise. And if they do get up, it's usually when he's helping them up after he's tapped them. So it's just. <laughs> It's that position. It's true, though. It's like yeah. that positioning of, of someone like Damian Maya had a hard time with uh, with him, and Masvidal was able to get back up to his feet. So I think if Usman, once somebody gets up, the pressure becomes on them. It's like someone talking to you the whole time, and I'm sure George probably will talk to him in the cage as well. It adds more pressure. Like shit, if I don't hold him down, you know this guy's so relaxed, he's talking shit, he's gonna knock me out. Like I mean, there's things that go through fighters' minds while you're fighting, and that adds to more stress, especially when you can't hold someone down. And that was your game plan. Your game plan was to take them down, and do work with do work on them. You know, from the from the top position down. And if that doesn't happen, and you have to make that call that audible. It's it's gonna it stresses you out a little bit more and it starts to get to your nerves and then it also starts to make you gas a little bit sooner, and I continue to say that Ma, that Usman is one of those guys that tends to slow down as the fight go, goes on, but honestly his we his T Wood fight and don't shake your head no yeah,
0: come on his man. T-wood,
1: his T Wood fight and his fight with Colby Covington. Shut me the hell up, man. Okay, I mean, a there you l- go. A little, That's what I like. That's you know, what I like.
0: A little, you know, a little yeah. hot, a little humility there in saying I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I know did, those words. I, I, did, I, didn't, like uh, head I head. didn't I didn't quite go that far. coming
1: I didn't I didn't quite go that far. No. But yeah, I, I uh I was wrong. <laughs> All right. I was wrong. No, I was wrong. Like he he had put on a great performance dominant performance and i got i got to quit like kind of going against him i really thought colby was going to push the pace to the point where usman wasn't going to be able to keep it going but i also thought there'd be a lot more wrestling in that fight you yeah, know and i think that's kind of that. where the where colby made his mistake he should have tried to wrestle him a little bit more and you know i mean usman's built like a greek god man and i think anytime <laughs> you have a guy that has that amount of muscle you've got to make them wrestle you got to make them put the work out and sure he's comfortable in those wrestling positions But he's also not comfortable in having to defend or having to get the takedown. And then when he doesn't get it, out of the break, taking shots. What fight was it that we saw? It was a bell. Oh, it was the Chris Cyborg fight. Every time Julia Budd went to the clinch, we were like, okay, look, this is where she needs to be. Have her press against the fence. But every time Cyborg broke out of the clinch, what did she do? She made her Locked pay, her. made her pay on yeah. the break, whether it was a punch or a kick or a knee, made her pay. And that makes them a makes them a little bit more cautious to engage with them because then they don't it's forcing them, even when they do engage, it's forcing them to want to hold on to it even tighter because they don't want to out of the break catch a punch or a kick or anything. And I feel that if Usman can do if Usman Struggles to get him down, and Mozvedal can can make him pay every time out of the clinch. Like as soon as they get ready to break, body kick. As soon as they make a break, boom, punch. I mean, anything along those lines, knees, anything in that that area, he's gonna he's gonna cause some problems for Usman. I'm not quite going against him yet. I think I'm gonna get closer (laughs) to the fight. I'm Uh, just I am a little bit of a homer when it comes to going I'm a little bit of a homer going to Mozvedal only because he has come into his own the history of of strike force and training with you know and like and and, and have i was scheduled to fight him a couple times and the fight never and the fight fell through but um you know i i just remember the history of i think that calf kick is going to be huge that'll slow down the takedowns as well and so at least the takedown attempts make it a little bit harder for him to drive into the body you know press him against the fence if you can't put any weight on that leg you know and so I, I, there's a lot of things that i think Masadol has the experience and the tools to do to Usman but you know, Usman's proven me wrong the last two fights for sure. I had him win in a couple of the other fights that he that he was uh scheduled in. But the last two I thought I thought for sure, oh Woodley's gonna stuff his takedown and Woodley's too fast on the feet. Woodley throws straight combinations. I mean he's gonna he's gonna kinda do what he did to like cost check. I thought kind of that field, like I'm gonna stuff your takedown, circle off, and land some clean shots, and out of the break, I'm gonna knock you out with the speed and the power. That shit didn't happen. <laughs> that, sh- <laughs> no, that, no, that shit That did not happen. happen. That that was another fight yeah i was just like man what i was like where did this guy come from and then i was like oh you know Kobe's gonna press the pace and and wrestle him and fucking make him work fill up his muscles with blood it's just gonna be heavy armed he won't be able to do anything won't be able to strike he's gonna get taken down and once he gets taken down it's all over nope that didn't happen either <laughs> so <laughs> i mean it's i got a lot of respect i mean look i think in here i think the credit also credit goes to I don't like to give I don't like to give this guy a lot of credit because I'm friends with him and he's got kind of a big head. But a lot of it goes to I think Ali, uh, his manager, because and because this guy honestly has put together a team of guys that all have something in common. They all want to be world champion. They all take they all want to take it to the next level. They're all willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Like these guys never stop training. I train with the Russians. You know they never stop training. They go to the park. They don't need high end equipment. They're out there doing pull ups and sit ups and. And I feel like Usman's one of those guys. You see them all together. You see Gasolim. You see Usman. You see Frankie Edgar. Like I, I've known since Ali. I've known Ali since he like first started. Kind of was first helping out with Frankie, and then now he's blown up to be a, a pretty big known manager, you know. And he seems like he's gathered all of his guys to like each other. And you saw Usman talk about it recently about how he's like, no, no, I would never fight Khabib. You know, he's like you know, he's my brother, this and that, you know, and he's like I would never fight him, and I think that's smart for Usman also because I would pick Khabib, but it was, <laughs> but I don't know, but it's a good, but it, but I think like. I understand Ali has this thing with his guys, and I think it's very smart. He's got a lot of good guys: Henry Cejudo, he's got uh, Frankie, he's got Khabib, he's got Islam, he's got all these other top guys. You know, um, Gaslam is just fucking an animal, man. He's just an animal. He's in the wrong weight class, but he's an animal. You know, um, and he's still hella good at one eighty five. Still fucking one, one of the one, guy, top three. In the wrong I think he, I think he is only because he's so small. Like guys, like I, mean, I, I know, well, I'm I, using I'm using Izzy as an example, but Izzy's long, tall, and I get it, I get it. But yeah, but,
0: okay. But think about that fight. <clears throat> think about Izzy against. Yeah, that it was a great them. fight.
1: Great fight. It was the fight of the year. Great fight. Great that fight. was
0: the best fight of the year. Those guys went after it. You tell me who else has put Izzy in the position that you're going to lose. Nobody.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know yet. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Yeah, no one yet, huh? I mean, Romero has a good chance of doing it. Romero, and I want to see how how well Darren Till continues to go. I mean, his his uh, his ability to pick Gaslam apart. I was like, ooh, this is this is good. You're you're way better at one. And I didn't realize how big Darren Till was (laughs) until I (laughs) saw him next to Gaslam. I was like, dude, Gaslam looks like a little kid. This is not even. (laughs) this is weird you just fought izzy and you had a fucking war with him i was like yeah you know anyways um
0: i yeah. think the pressure in the uzman masvidal fight though i think I, actually i think the pressure's on masvidal you know i think for a guy and you take a look at his career and you take a look at everything that he's been through all the different organizations he's fought for all the times he's had one title fight yeah one you know in a major and that was in strike force against gilbert yeah he got a title fight at, at at 155 this is his this is his chance and there's going to be a lot of pressure on him now he's great at dealing with pressure so i understand that it's just that usman is he's a different beast now mm-hmm. Masvidal can get rid of him he could there's no doubt but he's going to be fighting the best guy he's ever fought Usman is the best guy that Masvidal has ever fought.
1: Yeah, I don't. D- I'm not saying that he's not. I just think that every round the fight starts on the feet, and yeah, it does. D- and and as the fight goes on, it's going to be a. L- I think it's going to be a lot harder for him to get George down. George's going to have to be in some fucking phenomenal shape. And I've I've yeah. also seen George kind of slow down also in the fourth and fifth round. Oh, I've seen George yeah, does slow down. You know, but he's also like I continue. To say, he's got dogs, man. He's got them dogs in them hands. Oh, yeah, he does. And. I mean, if one of them things takes a bite out of your chin, it's over. And we saw it, you know, with the some of his past fights. I just maybe I am being too much of a homer with the the, the <laughs> thing, I, but I don't. I see. For me, I feel like I disagree. I disagree that the the weight is on his shoulders. I think it's more on Usman because Usman kind of started engaging in this this trash talking thing with him. Uh Usman is the champion. Usman needs to I don't think he doesn't need to prove anything. He did he proved enough with the with the Colby fight and how he how he uh, dismantled T-Wood. How much trash talk he was in the Colby fight? Well, I mean, a was, ton! Yeah, but was it from him though? I don't think it was oh my a lot God, from hey, him. Are
0: you kidding? The back and forth and stuff and didn't I, bother him at all. No, he's, I, he's, he's he's there's guys that are good with trash talk and there's yeah. guys that are okay and there's guys that are bad with yeah. it. And he handles it very well. You know, he because when it's when you step in the cage and you're standing across from that person, it doesn't matter. You get to punch yeah. them in the mouth. They get to try to punch you in the mouth. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think uh, I think also too. I mean, like this may go back to the Ali thing. Like Ali is, is one of the biggest trash talkers I know. You know, in a friendly way for me. anyways. not for the rest of you guys out there because he don't. He talks hellish shit to all you guys. But he's <laughs> he he talks shit at the gym. Like when he comes and trains with Khabib and those guys, and uh, it's fun. It's it's a. It, but I think that goes back to. He probably gets his fighters together, and they all roll together, train together. Him and Khabib and Usman, and you know, and all the other, and Gaslam and those guys, and they all know each other. They all know, and I'm sure there's trash talking going on in there as well. I think it helps prepare them for like the top level of guys, not just in trash talking, but the top level of guys of fighting. You know, I, like I said, I don't want to give him too much credit. I like Yali, but I'm just gonna stop, you know, patting you on the back, buddy. Yeah, but no, I no, think he's I on. think he's doing a good I think he's doing a good job as a manager. I think I feel like he he has found his niche. And the guys that he represents, uh, they all seem like they're very classy. They all handle themselves with respect and uh, very classy. You know, sometimes unlike Kali, but <laughs> but it, that's that's what you have a manager for, man. That's what you have a manager for. Uh, your to,
0: manager to, gets in the fights in the audience yeah, for you.
1: Yeah, it's for him to do all the work, bro. <laughs> but look, bottom line is he's doing a fantastic job with his group of guys, and his group of guys right now are all champions, so you can't knock him. I think it's a great job, and uh, I'm excited for that fight. That fight, to me, oh, is is has the potential to be fight of the year. It, you know, it depends on whether uh, Masvidal can keep it on the feet and land some kicks. I honestly believe that calf kick needs to start off early and often to slow him down right away. I mean, we've seen it only takes one or two kicks, and the fight, you know, the fight could change. That fighter now is the different fighter because he can't put weight on that foot anymore, so it takes away all the striking as well as the um, as well as the w- the ability to shoot a double leg or a single leg.
0: Well, one of, one of the things that I was really impressed with with uh, George's fight against uh, Nate Diaz. Nate is that come forward pressure guy and George stopped him it's not that he backed Nate off but he stopped him and they just met and they mm-hmm. they changed positions but there wasn't a whole lot of you know Nate you know chasing George down and he, only when when George wanted to create space for a situation just to reset he would you know do that but Uzman you know, is also that go forward guy
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's going to be interesting to see, does George stop him in his movement or does he actually start to circle out and give space in – not trying to create that pressure that can allow
1: Uzman to come into him and get that takedown. Well, the difference between the two is that Nate is not physically a strong person. And you could tell... No, it not right, even close to Uzman. You could tell right from the beginning that George was the stronger fighter and had was faster and had more power. Like, from those kicks, you could just see it pushed it pushed Nate back right away. So, and as the fight carried on... A couple of kicks to
0: the body would have dropped me. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Very true. Yeah. But then you take someone like Usman; he may not walk through them, but he's gonna let he's gonna let you know they didn't bother him. You know, for yeah. for a kick or two. I mean, you don't want to take too many of them, obviously. But my point is going back to the calf kick. The cat calf kick, calf kick is one of those things you just don't just walk through. You
0: say that three times. Yeah, fast. yeah,
1: really fast. Um, So it's one of those things you don't walk through because after two, you know, sometimes one, one or two it changes the dynamic of, of how you approach the fight. Sometimes guys start switching their stance, then they're shooting with the other foot, you know, they're not able to throw power because they're not used to fighting southpaw or not, you know, or conventional with when they have to switch their stance. So the, it changes the dynamic of the fight, especially in a 5 round fight. I'd get to work on that calf early and often as fast as I could. You know, and if you take a look at Usman, he's got so much muscle, but he he's got he's got extremely athletic it looks like extremely athletic legs. and That's just my way of saying like skinny legs. You know, but <clears throat> he's uh, but I don't know how how many he could take. I don't know how often he could take them. You know, and we're gonna it, find out. Yeah, and and, and I'm and, and I'm pumped for this fight. I'm pumped for. It. Do they give a date for it? Do you know? International yeah. fight. International Oh, yeah. July. International in fight July. week.
0: Yeah, international fight week. Yeah. Is that? I think it's do, like the thirteenth or something like that.
1: Why do they call it that now? That there's like no companies there except for Reebok and I think Monster. Why don't they just call it the Monster Reebok Fight Week? I don't get because
0: it. it's internet. Well, they you know uh, it's international fight week. I don't know. It's a good you name. It they should call it like
1: they, u uh, UFC Reebok Week or something like that. They shouldn't even call it. it should it be anyway.
0: UFC Fight Week because it is. It's UFC's fight week, man. It's yeah. uh It's their. They, they should call it the Summer Slam or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you can't. That's probably that's probably trademarked by WWE. I'm sorry.
1: Maybe maybe no. Who watches that's, that garbage anyways? <laughs> 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 your boy dc yeah yeah that's <laughs> little kids he loves that crap little kids watch it um, uh, Why? Well, uh, you know what's even worse your boy s- bobby lashley competes some in it. some little kids even have they even even it, like, the Hager? Fake, they get the fake belts and stuff you know like it's like they carry it around their house like they're people like, you Come put on, that belt man. on your shoulder, you feel good for the day. Come on, man! Jesus, man! Every <laughs> morning, every morning podcast, Dave gets up, throws he has one, throws it over his shoulder and walks around his house like he's the man. And then his wife wakes up and comes outside, and she's like, "Okay, put that shit right. away." She's you're like, ta- I-
0: you're, "You're talking about this stuff, so I got to bring it up." You just had Jake Paul just fought some. I can't even say the dude's name in boxing. Name. Yeah, got yeah. a one one round knockout win or TKO win, whatever you want to call it, and uh. His brother, Logan, who had his boxing against KSI, sold out the Staples Center, sold it out in a day Mm. for his boxing match, actually had championship fights on the undercar, well underneath him in the co-main, and uh, he's been talking to uh, our boss, Scott Coker, he wants to come to Bellator, (laughs) he wants to fight MMA, what's your take?
1: I My- okay, you you not to say a thing. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm
0: um uh, 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 that's good. Good answer, Josh. Look, I like think
1: that. I think um it's up to it's it's obviously not our call. Like you <laughs> look course. at us. It's not <laughs> well, our if call.
0: If you're gonna say it's up to Scott Coker, yeah. that's really good, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very astute opinion right there, man. I I don't know how you called it like that, but I think you're right. Way to go.
1: Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull Ariel Helwani, and I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna, tow, I'm gonna toe the company line and say how great of a person Logan Paul is. I'm gonna say <clears throat> um, how great he is for the company. Super nice to me. He said hi to me one time in the hallway. And so uh, we're actually really good friends now. And, uh, you know, and I'm really upset that the MMA community has not supported this guy. Why wouldn't they be inclusive
0: and bring him in? The more people coming in would be be better. better.
1: It would be wonderful. Come on. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think I think the MMA community owes Logan Paul an apology. And uh, there you go. Yeah. I like uh, that. You know, and for for doubting, yeah, for doubting his his skills and his abilities to, to compete like to compete at the MMA level. I mean, anyways, look. Bottom line is, it really is not my call. It's Scott Coker's no, call.
0: Sh- no shit, it's not your call.
1: <laughs> look, if the kid if the kid wants to, it could be a project. It could be a project, no different than how CM Punk was a project for the UFC. Um, you know, I I don't know, and and how some of the other guys were projects that worked out, and some of the guys that were projects that didn't work out. You know, um, we talked a little bit off before we started this was uh, Sage Northcutt was a project but didn't work out, you know, um, and then you had CM Punk was Sage, a project. Sage,
0: Nor- Sage Northcutt exp- li- is a lifetime martial artist. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying it
1: was still a project, though. It was still a project. Sure, absolutely. Flashy, looked good, but wasn't an MMA guy, so it was still a project. Uh, Stephen Thompson was a project, I believe, and then it worked out. It wor- definitely it, worked out. It definitely worked out, you know, the kids Amazing, dedicated to the craft. You know Brock Lesnar. You could say it worked out. You could say it didn't work out. But you became a UFC champion in the heavyweight division, even though when it was one, when it was the weakest division there was at the time. But it still it worked out. It worked. I mean, it just put fans in the stands, and they sold millions of pay per views. It worked out. To me, that's a workout. Oh no,
0: it worked out. Come you on. Know? And here, let's that, just that say that worked out huge.
1: Let's say Logan Paul comes, and you know, and he is on the card. And he sells tickets, and, and he sells pay per views. Then I call it a workout. It works out. I mean, no different than how what's I his call name? Call it a workout. People, Greg Hardy right now. Greg Hardy right now is the uh, guy that everyone's. I mean, like you would point the finger to. Like right now, it's a project that they're they're in the works with. You know. Yeah. But I got to tell you, he's he's performing pretty well. I mean, his fight, uh, his last fight, he had a tough go, but it was like it was still a good fight. He he showed in the fight before no, that. He showed, He's showing, he's showing improvements. He's showing skills, improvement. He's an, improvement. Athlete. He's, know, he's he's an a, athlete. Yeah, he's a really good athlete. You know, um... Jake Hager is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you could say Jake Hager, but Jake Hager is a product as well. You know, it's like... And he's, he's showing a little bit of growth. He's just a mountain of a man, dude. That guy is huge. <laughs> so, what is he? Six? He's like six, seven, six, eight. I mean, just enormous. You know, um... Anyways, look, I, I ju- I'll judge it based off of. I like dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> we gotta tell you that. I, <laughs> I think we like told that. that story. That was a we funny did, story. we did, we did. Um, I think that we will judge it based off of what he sells and not how he fights. And uh, it always that it's always it. that always bothers me. But it's a business what, man. Why it's a business. Why
0: is it that fighting is the one? sport be it mma or boxing where p first off it's like every fighter wants to be an actor and every actor wants to be a fighter i don't get that but not me it's kind of but why is it that no one allows a guy to come and from you know the youtube world and all right we're going to put you on the court in the nba no that ain't going to happen okay or we're going to put okay well you know what we'll make you a we'll make you a flanker on the patriots Nope, that ain't going to happen. But you can go and you can fight a professional fight in mixed martial arts or boxing. And, and I, I will be honest, when, when he was going to fight KSI as a professional, because he had the uh, amateur fight against him and it was in England, and uh, my friend Jack Reese was asked to be the referee for that fight. And I told him, I said, do it. Right, And I said, take the assignment. And he goes, he says, no, these guys aren't, aren't boxing. They're not even real boxers. I said, it's good for boxing. And I told him that. I said, hey, the, it's good for boxing. It's going to bring eyes to
1: the world of boxing because you're going to have
0: all those people. I said, it, the damn thing sold out in a day. It's a next and level
1: tough it. man. That's what it is. Next level tough well, man. Yeah, you two stars. Yeah. Next level tough man. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. But it's a matter of you look and you go, I, I agree. It's not gonna be a good fight. I knew that, you know, when he fought, you know, the boxing match, it's not gonna be a good fight. But people are interested in it and that brings eyes to the sport. So is that good or bad? You know, it's like you bring up, you know, Brock Les- Brock Lesnar, Jake Hager had verifiable credentials in the wrestling world, mm-hmm. in real wrestling, as far as amateur wrestling, not in professional wrestling. Brock Lesnar was an N C two A champion. Jake Hager is a guy that wrestled at Oklahoma had thirty wins in the year. I mean, both of these guys prove themselves in what we consider a very important element of mixed martial arts, and mm. that's the world of amateur wrestling. So you look at them and you go, "You know what? Yeah, they were prod their projects. You know, Jake's a project right now. And, you know, Brock was kind of a project, and the UFC threw him in the de- deep waters, and he swam. You know, he lost his first one against Mir, but man, you you look and you know James Tony came in and you know that's a guy world champion boxer did he belong in the cage with Randy Couture no no but did Conor McGregor belong in the ring with Floyd Mayweather no <laughs> okay but what did the biggest numbers people want to see those things and yeah. so i look at this with you know I, you know i totally understand why Scott Coker is meeting with him. And if they put it together, you know, I understand because it's as a promoter, it's about how many butts in the seats can you put and how many eyes are you going to put on my product? And if that's the guy that's going to put eyes on your product, I understand why, you know, they look and say, yeah, we'll give you a fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, sense. We go back in history. um, Look at all this. The kind of sideshows that made pride so popular. Those little yeah, freak show, those true. freak show fights, is what made Pride so popular. What we get to watch Hoyce Gracie fight this seven hundred pound sumo guy? Fuck yeah! Like it was just there was fights like that. You know, I mean, what was that I know big I guy did it. Fedor with hung? Oh yeah, <laughs> Fedor with Hung Man Choi, exactly. right? You know, like there's fights like that. They love those Bob Sapp and Noguera. I mean, fucking who can forget the power bomb that he put him Tecassi
0: in Takashi versus uh, Emmanuel Yarbrough. There you go. I mean, like you, you have- know, one, one of the most popular <laughs> fights in the UFC in the early days was Keith Hackney when he fought a Manny Yarbrough, nah. You know, and, and he slapped him and knocked yeah. him over, but the one of the best-selling shows they ever did as far as pay-per-view numbers was the one they was when the trouble started, you know, the they had David versus Goliath at UFC 8. And you had all these big guys against small guys. You had Scott Ferozo against Jerry Bolander and you know, Gary Goodrich fought Paul Herrera and Paul Paul Varlins fought Joe Marrera. And Paul Varlins. he's from done, San he's through, from San Jose. The polar bear, yeah, he played football. Bear. He
1: played football here, I think, at San Jose yeah, State. He yeah. did. He played football big at San boy. Jose State.
0: But big boy, you know that was a big freaking selling thing. And you know Don Fry, that was the first time that he was seen in the UFC. But people, for whatever reason, they kind of like that circus freak show affair. Yeah, and they're 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 drawn in by it.
1: Well. There are some cases where I can point. I can point. I can point out one. Is that that new kicker for the Dallas Cowboys? He was never a kicker in any other league. He was like one of those show kickers on uh, on YouTube, and they called him up and said, "Hey, come out here and, and give us a try, you know, and see if you want to be, a, you know, you want to be our field goal kicker." And he went out there and pressed. and he would like kind of kick behind his back, or he would kick from an angle, like little things that he would do, you know. But then they ended up giving him a job. So he was a kicker through the playoffs or whatever. The only, uh, the only reason they're gonna give the him a job is he's good. Yeah, he was good. So I mean he's I, you know it's so funny. They first brought him on and he uh he missed like three or four kicks that game. But then after he settled in. <laughs> yeah, after he settled in, he pressure. was fine. Yeah. It was just like the first time out there. I mean, he had never I don't know. This is where we talk
0: about the atmosphere. <clears throat> you could sit there and he could kick that ball the same way with no one there and put it through the uprights how many times? Yeah. Put him in front of all those people, or a different pressure?
1: Yeah, I think um I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to co- toe the company nine. I don't, I don't like these kind of things. I don't, I don't, I don't like them, but I understand the business. And when you understand that like, these are good for business, it's good for business. Like when Ariel tried to say that Stephen A was good for business for MMA, I, I I'm not saying that's not good for business. I don't think it's going to have the impact that he doesn't have believe. any effect on the business. Yeah. It has, I don't
0: No I, one. no one pays to see Stephen Smith.
1: I don't, but it doesn't hurt to have him. I mean, even, even, even with regards to his mitt hole, like his mitt work, and you guys, everything, all that, all that bullshit aside, it does not hurt to have Stephen A. there, but, but it also doesn't help. It, it doesn't doesn't gain. You don't gain anything by having. You're like, oh, not the according fans, to Stephen A. The that's preposterous. Yeah, it, that he, is preposterous. Did you see the numbers, Josh yeah, Thompson? Yeah, <laughs> take
0: a look at the numbers, Josh Thompson. Yeah, they, Josh Thompson. Did you see the numbers? They, they were elevated.
1: Yeah, they, n- not because it's because of me. No, it is because w- of me, Josh Thompson. It was not. It was not. You're preposterous. Of you. It was because Joe Rogan was on that mic, <laughs> saving you and the guy that was next to him from. Uh, uh. Yeah, look. Um, I don't even want to get into Stephen A. thing, but I'm just simply saying, like, it doesn't. When you bring in somebody, um, from, from another whatever, from another show or for someone who's a YouTube star, another form of life. Yeah, it's not going to hurt our business. It may potentially help no. it, but it's not going to hurt our business in the format of what it, what we're doing, you know. So we'll see, man. I mean, from what I understand, he has a deal with with the zone. I don't know how many how many fights he has, but they, you know, they're I think they're going to work it out, and then obviously we have a deal with the zone. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably trying to have it all done together somehow, some way, you know, to to make sure that the cost is a, a fa- It benefits both sides, so we'll, well see. You, man. You, you know, you know that he's got that.
0: He's had that ongoing little. Uh, I don't want to say Twitter, Instagram battle with
1: Dylan Dennis Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Dylan <laughs> Danis would fuck that guy up. Oh and, and, come on! Now if now they did, they re- if, if they had to do
0: a boxing match, sometimes when reality hits you in the face, it's a good thing.
1: If we made it just a boxing match, then uh, I'd be Dylan's like, i in trouble. I mean, well, di- not in
0: trouble, but it'd be, I wouldn't say be, in trouble. But it would be a be different. Closer. It'd be
1: closer. Yeah, it'd be but closer. if it was, if it was MMA at all, like
0: dude, he's a high school wrestler. What are you talking bro. about?
1: No way, man. Dylan Dance would he would destroy that poor young man. Yeah, I don't think he would get longer than a minute. Not even longer than a minute. And
0: you know, my whole point is this. You can't take even though Dylan is a young fighter who doesn't have a ton of experience, he look at verifiable skills as far as a jiu-jitsu oh, practitioner. Very good. You know, just incredible skills. And you've got to if you're gonna put Logan in there, you've gotta put him against somebody else that has somewhat of the same skill set you can't just throw him in you know against somebody that's got a you know this giant superior skill set that's just going to
1: overtake him yeah so
0: it'll be interesting
1: we'll see yeah here so here let's 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 play matchmaker all right let's play matchmaker who does he fight first in in bellator
0: i wouldn't i honestly i if uh if my name was rich chow and i was good looking which I'm, I'm it's neither okay um you look like a chow <laughs> yeah i look like a chow dog dog all yeah <laughs> all i need is a black tongue uh, um i i wouldn't put anybody that's uh, on the bellator roster against him i can't do that you know because it's it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense for business it doesn't make sense for the uh the possibility of him actually, you know, doing this multiple times. I'm, I'm not sure that's what he wants to do. I don't, I have no clue, but you've got to find somebody else that has something like him that is popular somewhere, you know, popular in the UK, popular somewhere else. The guy that I would actually look towards, he's got a lot more ex- experience than uh, Logan. And I'm not sure, you know, size wise, I'm not sure that he matches up, but you know, Aaron, from Jordy Ah. Shore, you know that would be the guy that I would kind of look to. Again, I'm not sure about the uh, the weight factor. I think Logan is bigger, but Aaron would be the guy you know that I would look and say Aaron Chalmers. That would be a guy. Let's put those two together.
1: You just hit the nail on the head, my man. That was thank you very much. That that to me, like that. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh shit. That's a great
0: fight. Damn, that McCarthy guy's got something yeah. up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that what? That's at 170, right? I mean, what is well, Logan yeah, he, Paul? 85? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was closer to to. I think 200? he was
0: 195, Ooh. 200 pounds. So he can go to 185, and Chalmers <laughs> comes up to 185. Yeah, they meet
1: in the middle. Yeah, that. This makes, is a plan. That makes for a good fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Chalmers is good. Chalmers, a gamer. We could just put him against MVP. poor guy that's a a real good idea i can't think of any other guy honestly i mean uh what's it called baby slice that might be okay um baby slice too small oh Corey browning too small so um I can't think of anyone right off the top of my head to be honest. I mean those yeah, I those think... yeah, you don't want to put him with someone who has a, like a, an extensive grappling background to begin with, yeah. you know, let him mature as a fighter. Like I saw that with Raymond Daniels this last fight. He was able to defend the leg lock position. He was able to pull the head, pull the body closer, land the strikes and um King made the same mistake as some leg lock guys do, not top leg lock guys, but you know, submission guys. They get, you can't have but, both hands on a leg and your heads of yeah, your heads free and open to be punched. You know, um, ask Frank Mir, Ian Freeman will let him know. <laughs> yeah, before. but it's one of those things where you know yeah. um, yeah. My my two cents is that we I think the Aaron Chalmers one is would be a great fight. You know, and Chalmers, uh, you know, having a little bit of submissions, but doesn't go to it all the time. And and uh would make for I'd make for fucking. He likes to punch the hype fight, baby. The hype fight. You know where do we do it though? Do we do it in the UK or do we do it in the U.S.? Uh, man, I don't know. New York, well, Madison yeah, Square—that's the whole New, thing. New York, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. yeah, try to close that distance. Yeah, it's or we bad. could do maybe Chicago. Maybe Chicago at the United Center. <laughs> yeah.
0: Look at you! See now, now you, now you're not only matchmaking; you're
1: being the promoter. You're, picking you know the, what, the spot. I think, fuck it, we just go straight to fucking Miami. We do it like in the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, for me, I feel like it'd be, I think it'd be a great, it'd be great, man. I would love, that That makes complete sense on, um, when you're talking about those two guys uh, fighting. it Now I can see, I can see that come to fruition. And Chalmers, did, didn't he fight, didn't he have a fight or two at 85? Uh, His first fight, not, I thought, was at true. 85. Because he, he fights at 70 now, right?
0: Yeah, he fights at 70.
1: Yeah, so I think his his first fight was at eighty five, I believe. You fighting at seventy? No, he's at fifty five now. Fifty five now. Fifty five yeah, now. now. That's right. Jesus. So his first fight was at seventy. His first fights yeah. were at seventy. Now that's, that's why 55. I was mistaken. That's why I was mistaken. That's yeah. why
0: I'm not sure. I don't know if the, the weight difference will be the problem, but
1: eh, who knows? I, yeah, we'll see. Hey, we'll, right, hey, we'll see what what Scott Coker can do and if he, what he can pull off.
0: Did you uh, Did you happen to hear uh, Rafael? Lavato Jr. came out talking about uh, his entire camp getting ready for Gegard Mousasi when he won the title. Came out talking about this entire thing that he was dealing with on the mm-hmm. Joe Rogan podcast. Very interesting, and man, I feel so bad for uh, for Raphael. He's just a awesome human being, just a yeah. quality guy, with incredible, you know, jujitsu stylist. But he's got this disease called cavernova yeah. which is a, a bunching of veins and you you look at the scans of people that have this disease and you go oh man that's just not good you know and i you know, he was talking that he's uh right now he's kind of put into retirement because he ha- he's gone through so many different doctors so many commissions some saying you know yes that you know they allowed in fact it was um the English commission that Bellator uses took his case and then allowed him to fight that fight against Musasi, and then came back after the fight and said, hey, we've 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 done a study on your case and we have this other doctor and he wants to talk to you. And that doctor said, there's no way you can fight, you know, and they're even saying that, oh, chokes can be a problem for him as far as if he gets choked, it can put pressure This disease that he has, this cavern it's just nasty as far as, you know, the chosen career path of a guy as good as he is. And it's going to take and possibly just end his career. I feel really bad for him right now.
1: Yeah. So I'm hearing that I knew about this a couple of days, uh, almost a whole week before he went on the Rogan show. And I knew that we were, I knew he was going to vacate the title. I knew, um, so that's why when you and I were talking the other day, I didn't say anything on air. I was waiting, and you said, oh, yeah, yeah. he's still going to fight Lovato. He's our champ. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no, he's that not. ain't happening. I'm like, no, he's not the champ anymore. Like, I, we, I knew him, and then I knew he was going to go on Rogan's show because I was on Rogan's show the week before, and I heard that Lovato was going to go on there and he was going to make this announcement. I kind of thought that it was a little premature because there's a lot of doctors are saying that he can fight. Some are saying he should be fine, saying that he's he, not a big problem. But I also know as a promotion and being a martial artist like Scott Coker is, he doesn't want that weighing on his head the rest of no, his life. No, no one does. To him. And, and um, <clears throat> even if doctors say it's okay, but the problem is the California State Athletic Commission is saying that it's not okay. The doctor here in California, somewhere doctor here, andy had gotten some research from a doctor that he admires and i guess reveres whatever no, that, it's like a really that, good doctor
0: that that's a guy that used to be on the commission Vern williams he's a great guy i've been to him for uh, stuff but uh I'm, I'm sorry that's the wrong doctor that's uh, lemons is the guy okay and he um you know th- this is the whole this is the whole thing that you got to look at and this is what's so scary if lovato fights and something happens Mm. he gets a bleed because this cluster of veins that's in his brain and he's he's got more than one he's got a very large one close to the size of a tennis ball we'll say yeah and then he's got other small ones so they can take they can actually take that cluster the big one out because it's close to the edge of his brain and they say they can get it out but then again he's got more and so they're not sure that they can you know they'll even let him fight but this is where you got to th- you know this is what people don't, don't realize is who holds a stake in this. Okay? Because you, everybody has their little stake in that fight, in that fighter. And when you yes, the fighter has it, his life. And then his family is, has their stake in it, but also the people of the commission that allow it to happen. So if it was Andy Foster in California, mm-hmm he's the guy that's saying yes i'm gonna let this happen or no i'm not yeah and then he's going off of the advice of his ringside physicians so they're they're you know not only reputations but a lot of you know there's just a lot of weight in what they are putting out there either yes or no because if they say yes and then something bad happens who's liable they are because yeah. they're going to say well you allowed it you said it you said it was okay and then it's be the referee inside you have a guy that dies in a fight because something happens in there that you had no control of but it affects you yeah it affects everybody and it's just, it's such a hard thing to look at because you don't want to take away a guy's livelihood you don't want to take away his you know way of you know being who he is but you're trying to do what's right for him. And this is, you know, the whole, the whole thing in this is when I look at it and I listen to him and he's had so many doctors tell him, no, you cannot fight. And then he's had doctors say, yes, you can. And I say it all the time, you know, doctors don't know, you know, it's called practicing medicine for a reason. And they're not sure because they can't be sure. You never know what's going to be, you know, what's going to happen with this individual compared to this individual. You know, it could be that Lovato could fight for 15 more years and nothing's going to happen. And it could be that he fights for 15 more minutes and something bad happens. And you don't want to be the the safest thing for the doctor to do is say, no, you can't do that. Don't participate in that activity. And I just look at it and I know he just opened up his uh, a new big school in, you know, where he lives in Oklahoma City. And I I hear it's beautiful. And I know he was looking to pay for a lot of that through you know he was the champ he was going to get a lot more money now being the champ and fighting as the champ and you look and you go oh, man i'm so i feel so bad for him that you know all this time all this you know that he's put into it but you know you got to look and say man you achieved something that most people never even get a glimpse of and you're able to get that championship and you have that undefeated record and you 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 know Walk through so many good fighters you know yeah. i think he had you know in his 10 wins i think he's got uh like i want to say six or seven submission victories maybe one or two tkos and then he's got the decision against yeah, chris out. honeycutt oh, and he's honeycutt. got the decision against uh musasi in that last fight Ugh. you know you listen to what he went through to get to that fight very impressive What's impressive? Because that fight was unbelievable. If
1: you go back and watch that fight, you guys—if you guys haven't had a chance to watch it—you gotta watch it. Like you see the championship spirit in him. If going into that fifth round, knowing that it, the, the fight's tied, he oh, won. Yeah. He won the first two rounds. He lost, the and next, he got he his lost butt kicked for in three the third and fourth. And fourth. I, I, any other? Any if he, if the ref would have stopped it, no one would have blinked an eye. At the end of the I, third I, round, I think no one would have blinked an eye.
0: I, I would have bet. You know, going into that fifth round. it's musasi has got this yeah because you know the, the momentum has swung and, yeah. and you know Lovato was not being able to be effective in anything oh. and he had to get him down and man he went out there and did what he was supposed to do in that fifth round and he took that title and you got to be
1: so impressed with the way he did
0: it All right.
1: well I do know this I do know that um I expanded my gym and when I expanded my gym, I had a total of like another fifty-something kids sign up in jujitsu. Just re- that right as soon as it expanded, it's just one of those things. If you build it, they will come. And I think with his name, the way he carries yeah. himself, his family name, everything about him exudes confidence. And and you can just—I mean, I sent him a message, you know, um, once I found out, and and he reached back out, sent me a voice like a voice uh, text, and just like, hey, man, I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate everything, you know. That you said, and I, you know, thanks for calling my fights, and you know, and and just was very, very grateful. And he's always been that way ever since I've met him. And uh, I'm excited to see him move on. I think to the next chapter. I think once you come out though, and you say something like that on Joe, like on Joe Rogan podcast, it's out there now. You've pretty much have tied yourself to this. You've kind of tied the hands of the promotion as well as the commissions. On, we can't do anything with you now. And if he would have kept it quiet, maybe something—if something got proven that he was able to fight—and then it was approved, no one would have. It would probably would have just been able to slide under the radar. But it's done. Like once something like this comes out, and you make it a public service announcement on Joe Rogan's podcast—a public service announcement—that's really that what, what that it was? is. I mean, there really was. That's really what it is. A couple <laughs> million people. And now for people. our next PSA. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, and so when you put yourself in that position, you've painted the commission as well as the promotion into a corner and there's nothing they can do about it. Like they're not they're going to make sure 100 percent if one doctor says, yeah, nope, not fighting. Even if they say maybe, nope, not fighting. That's the position you just put the promotion and the commissions in. So um, but I do I do know this. I do know i um, talking with Coker and like, you know, there's going to always be, I think, an avenue for potentially him to work with us, whether it's. Uh, Doing kind of what Hoist does with us, you know, traveling around, teaching, you yeah, know, be an, ambassador, be an ambassador, be being ambassador the of the sport, sport not just yeah. the sport, but the promotion as well. You know, we do a lot of stuff with the USO. We do, you know, and especially our Hawaii trip, and, you know, having him there to teach technique, having him there to work with the troops. He's such a, such an amazing fighter and just an amazing person. So being around him, I love, you know, like, I think he fits right into that mold of what Coker's trying to build and, and. That's why he had him signed to begin with. So That's I, I wish him, I wish him, whether it's a recovery or whether it's just a healthy life, the rest of his life, I mean, I'll see him around. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for his next chapter to start, which I think it'll be good. I think, uh, especially with the capacity that I think Bellator will use him in.
0: Yeah. And again, I, I look at look at everything you accomplished. You know, my thing is, you know, Raphael, you're an awesome person. You're an incredible fighter. Your jujitsu is still yeah. unbelievable. and. You know the best of whatever you decide to do, and I'm sorry this happened to you, but you know, just be the champion that you've always been mm-hmm. and move on from there. Like Josh, Santa can't wait to see the next
1: chapter. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, there was another fight we were talking about. What was the fight we were talking about? Fight. Yeah, there was one that you had brought up. We're gonna bring. Uh, we're gonna talk
0: about fights. The
1: 185 title being vacated. Those yeah, old. being vacated. Oh, we were talking about who's going to fight. Oh, we talking about oh, Lima, Lima, Lima,
0: and wanting to fight Gegard, and Gegard wanting to fight Lima.
1: What do you think of that? Do you know what I think of it. I think it's the <laughs> horrible idea. I think it's a horrible, horrible idea. D- okay. D- Lima for Lima. I mean, here's the thing. I think it's a good idea if Gegard because Gegard has said on multiple occasions that he can make 170. Yeah, if I he goes, so. if he can go down to 170. They fight there, I think it becomes a little bit more of an even match. I even would probably give the nod to Lima. But What's he if he cut off his left arm, he said he walks around 82, 83. Ah bull. That's what he said. He used to he
0: used to have a hard time making 85. Yeah, I don't know. He okay, he, that's why he went to 205. If you recall, wh- where was he in Strike Force? I don't know. Oh, 0205. Light heavyweight yeah, yeah, champion. Light heavyweight, yeah.
1: Hello. Yeah, I don't There's know. He, he no is get, way. He is getting older. The muscle mass isn't there anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being a smartass right now. <laughs> look, but look. I think at 170, it become if he can make the weight. It definitely to me, it starts to favor Lima. At, at 185, Lima's gonna get. He's gonna get starched. He's gonna get. Gegard is not that guy that you want to fuck around with. He's fought heavyweight. He's fought 205. He's fought everywhere. There's. And we saw what he did to Roy McDonald. And Lima, he's extremely good. He's got big power, got great leg kicks. Gegard eats that shit up. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> matter who you are. He eats that shit up. And you try to leg kick him, I mean, he's got that Holland-style kickboxing. He's going to check the kicks and counter and... F- and Potentially just run you over and take you down like he did against Cavallo. Like uh, Cavallo His ground he, he, game he is, phenomenal. is fucking nasty good. I mean, I'm just, t- it's not a fight you want to be in. It's not, I don't think it's, that's not a fight for any 185 pounder in the world that wants to be in. You know, like when he's clicking on all cylinders, Gayguard is probably to me the best 185 pounder in the world when he's clicking on all cylinders. But we've seen him also just kind of like take time off and, Come in, like uh, okay, maybe I'll be here today. I mean, like the Shamanco, yeah, like When he fought Shlemenko, I, I was like, yeah, like he almost. The, like, I the don't real question is
0: exactly what you're saying. There's a motivation factor yeah. with Gaigard. Yeah, when he's motivated, man, you got problems. Yep. When he's, man, nah, really don't care. You know, and he's. Yeah. I can tell you, man. In <laughs> there were fights I did with him that I thought he was going to fall asleep in the middle of the fight. Yeah. That's how I'd, like, didn't care, and he's still yeah, lighting man. guys up. Yeah, but. He just, when he's motivated, and he, you know, he was motivated for the Rory fight. He yeah. was very motivated. That was a fight that, that made him excited. I, I actually had, you know, I went with him and uh, uh, his manager, Nima. We went and had drinks and sat there talking, and he was super excited when they did the, the media thing for that fight. And he goes, he goes, No, he says, A lot of people think he's really good. He goes, I'm going to show everybody just how good he is yeah and he goes and man he just went through rory and I, I just look at you know it's that motive uh, you know what's going to motivate yeah. someone so the real question is who do you put if you don't put lima at 185 which i don't think they should i think lima needs to defend at 170 against a couple of different people yeah yeah you know but who do you put to uh fight I for s- that vacant
1: title i could see salter being there Okay. Um, but Salter
0: I, just had a hard fight against his stablemate in Van Stinas Yep. So there's
1: a little bit of a story there.
0: Okay. A little bit of a story little there. story.
1: All right. Uh, I would maybe say Salter. Um, I, I know it's too soon, but maybe a Fabian Edwards.
0: See, that's the guy I was actually thinking yeah,
1: about. I know. I would say maybe Fabian. But I think until Fabian beats somebody like a Salter... It's going to be hard. Or Van Stinas. He hasn't fought Van Stinas yet either. You know? yeah. and, and Van Stinas just fought Salter. So I think you give Salter the fight against Gegard, and maybe you have Van Stinas and Edwards fight each other, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, I mean, Van Stinas already beat... Uh, he beat uh, Shipman. Shipman. And, and Fabian Edwards just beat him. Very controversial, but just beat him as well. So I think that makes sense to have those two fights happen. And, uh, you know... I. I I mean, we're going to be back in Dublin here shortly, but then we have, you know, I know we have a a, a stacked um, year with European shows, so we could have it in one of those shows. Dude, what, what is it with you?
0: You bring some bad luck to the European going to Dublin because every time that they're going to do a show in Dublin that you're doing, the fights fall out. All of them. Yeah. What the
1: hell? But actually, I'm <laughs> I'm still actually really entertained with the Bungard fight. Bungard yeah, like and Primus. Bungard that's a good is, fight. Bungard's good. I mean, like he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's tough. You know, uh, he's he's hilarious in, in post-fight <laughs> interviews, too. He just yells <laughs> into the microphone, I can't understand a fucking word he says, and then he just runs out of the cage. <laughs> I think he's got to keep uh, that going, because it makes my job a lot easier. There you go, man. It's so, like, go I ahead it. do, it. do I it. it. I go to ask Girl, a question, fine. and he's like, oh, yeah, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then he runs off. of the, And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. I and was, that's the man. That's the man. There you go. So I actually I think this is going to make for a good fight. I was definitely into the Peter Quillian, uh premise fight. I wanted to see that fight as well, but I think I think this still makes it still makes for a very good fight. It should be good. What about Eleanor and Gallagher? You know, I you never know. I never thought when I had seen Eleanor fight the first time. Who he fight? Nathan Grayson, I believe it was in Newcastle. Yeah. I think yeah. When he fought Nathan Grayson, he beat him quickly. I was like. Wow. Well this, you
0: you were all hot. You were you were big on Grayson. I was that. big he's, on He's Grayson. Super athletic, man. I agree with you. He's, yeah. he's dynamic. Yeah. But, but here, I told you Cal Eleanor is a fucking beast. He I mean, it just keeps coming.
1: He is. And before that I had underestimated Cal Eleanor, but I also looked at Nathan Grayson that week of the fight, and I was like, this is not gonna work out for you. Because he was complaining about the fact that he wasn't on the main card. Man, I'm a fucking main event fighter. I should be on the main card. He was complaining, complaining, complaining. And when that happened, when,
0: when fights, you'll be a man, yeah, main event. Fighter. And
1: when that happened, I'm like, dude, he was he every time someone from in the media scrum came up to him, He's like, this is bullshit. I made a main event fighter. I should be on the main card. And when he said that, I'm like, your mind's not even on the fucking fight. You're just thinking about, what about me, what about me? I'm like, it doesn't go that way, man. Win fights, and the rest of it will take care of itself.
0: Take care of itself.
1: You know, See? and then it just, it was a, I just knew going into it, I was like, this, your mind's not even, you're not even thinking about your opponent and what's going what's gonna to happen. And he went out there, and he got him quick. You know, as like, I want to say, it was like you know, two minutes or a minute 30 or something like that, you know, Cal Eleanor did. But also, Cal Eleanor and, and uh, James Galhart. Eleanor Eleanor's huge. Com- compared to, to uh, Gallagher. Gallagher's a smaller guy, man. He's, he's he's a little bit shorter, a little bit. They're probably equally about the same skinny. But, like, Eleanor's tall, long, and lanky. I mean, he's going to have a hard time getting in. His stand-up is not that great, but on the ground, the jiu-jitsu portion of it all, it's going to be good. That I fight, think
0: skill sets match up very well. Yeah,
1: right? yes, they do. Yes, they do. But size, to me, I feel like... It, it's gonna end up leading to Cal Eleanor a little being a little bit longer. It's gonna make for a we're gonna see how good James Gallagher is. Yeah, in this fight. it's a good fight for we're him. We're gonna see how good he is in this fight. And uh, you know, and Cal coming off off that all that, that controversy over the uh the brain scans and everything like it's good for him to finally have that all settled behind him and and uh doctors saying he's ready to go, he's healthy and it's you know, and been approved by several doctors and so he's good. You know? So I'm excited for this fight to finally happen. I'm excited for yeah. it. But is it, is it Ben on that card too? Yes, he is. God, who is he fighting? He's got a good fight too. Crap, man. You're supposed
0: to know this. I
1: know I am. I'm actually I just got the bout sheet on Friday. <laughs> Don't give me that look. You know exactly what I'm thinking. I know exactly yes, what you Which shows? Uh Ricky Bandejas, he's fighting God, who is he fighting? Where's where is this? Sorry guys, you guys gotta bear with me here. I'm uh, uh well, this uh, won't be online Are you looking at something private? No, I'm looking at my email. Oh, okay. cuz I have the bout sheet. I had to pull it up though. Okay, let me see. Oh, uh Miyamba. Franz Miyamba. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be a fucking great fight. He's fighting out of He's fighting out of SBG, yes, store, right? Yes, yeah, he's at SBG, yeah. yep. Yep. Yeah. That to me is going to be the fight cuz Miyamba's one of those guys like He's kind. kind of reminds me a little bit of Gegard, like just like he's asleep <laughs> out there as he's fucking lighting you up, yeah. and like his his record like doesn't really reflect it. I want to say he's nine and four or eight and four, or nine and four. But man, he's good. He's good. He's he's got great stand up, good takedown defense. Uh, his submissions are not they're not the best, you know, but they're good. He's got he's got you know. He's got good little guillotines, good at taking the back. I mean he's he's crafty on the ground in a different way, but he just seems like he's like falling asleep out there, like ah, everything you do. And he doesn't he's fast and explosive. He counters really well, he's long and lanky and but he's just quiet and he's humble. And I did the fighter interviews, and I'm like, man, this I, it's a pleasure to be around you. I really enjoy it. like listening to you break down the fights and he's and I think Ricky's got a tough fight on his hands. Extremely tough fight on his hands. Um, now he, to me, Miyaba is like, he's going to have a hard time. He's not going to mimic like someone like Juan Archuleta. He's going to stand right in front of you and try to make you exchange. And Ricky's got to make sure that the speed doesn't play a factor because that's how he's been been able to catch people. So he's going to have to use that long length and range. He's like sidekick he did to to James Gallagher's face. like Things like that. you got to use that sidekick a little bit, maybe mix in the wrestling a little bit, but not try to force the takedown, make sure you don't gas yourself out. But to me that's the that's the sleeper fight on that whole card that's the sleeper fight i I think that's gonna be a great and I love watching Rick recommend the house fight man I love watching that kid fight it's so quiet keeps himself family kid just you know um blessed with all girls it's so funny all love, girls all girls I just crack cracks me up you know we've got so many people on our production team they've got all girls. You know, I'm like, it's like just packed with all girls. It's funny. Uh, but I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him to for this fight. And then, uh yeah, but this is a good t- opportunity for him to say, like, hey, I'm ready for that next level. I'm ready for it. So that to me is the fight that sticks out the most on the undercard. That's a
0: good fight. Uh, on that card as well. That's a good one.
1: All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's wrap this up a little bit of Super Bowl talk.
0: All right. I'm going to give you my
1: who I want. Who you want? Right. And, and who's going to win, though? <laughs> That's the but thing. It might be the same. It might be the same for you. But there's win. background okay. to who I want. You're a fucking Niners fan. Damn it. <sighs> Dude, I've <laughs> never been in a... I, all right.
0: So, you know, when I was um, uh, working, I moved a lot, it seemed like. But my son was, was playing football, and I wanted him to play for a, a good team, so I actually moved to where there was a place where I thought football was done right, it was coached right, and my son ended up going to a place called Hart High. And Hart High had a dynasty going for a while as far as football in Southern California. They had won like 14 CIF Southern section. Uh, ended up, you know, like Mark Sanchez when he was playing at Mission Viejo, he was playing against Hart High and uh, in the okay. – anaheim anaheim stadium or at the home depot and my son was part of those games but earlier when my son was a freshman his freshman quarterback was a kid named robbie moore because his older brother matt moore Mm. was the quarterback for the varsity team yeah and matt moore ends up plays at heart Hive, only plays one year at quarterback plays safety also gets a scholarship to ucla goes to ucla under bob toledo starts as a freshman and plays the year, and then a new coach comes in, and he kind of pushes him to side, and Matt leaves and goes to Oregon State, has a good career, mm-hmm. ends up coming to the NFL, has had a very long career in the NFL, especially with Miami, and then he decides, okay, I'm done. And he leaves, and he goes back to hard high to help the coach that's so still there, Mike Harrington, and he's going to coach quarterbacks and offense with Mike Harrington. And he gets a call from Andy Reid when uh... Pat Mahomes goes down and he ends up going back to the NFL, goes to Kansas City, and ends up starting – starts a the game there too when this when the second-string quarterback goes down. And he has a chance after a very long career in the NFL of getting a Super Bowl ring. Yes. So I want the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Now, I do not want the Kansas City Chiefs to win because you want them.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm a real fan. I want them to win because I've liked them since I, I know, was a kid. That, you know,
0: I really want I want Matt Moore to have a Super Bowl ring. I want Terrell Suggs to get a Super Bowl yeah. ring. As far as with the Chiefs, and I think Andy Reid deserves it. So I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but man, they got their hands full. They have their hands full. with that defense of San Francisco. Yeah. Man, that's a that's a good defense, and defense usually wins Super Bowls. Championships. it's not the, it's yep. not the offense, it's the defense.
1: Yeah, that scares so we'll me. We'll see. I've said this all week. I will not be convinced that we can win until we're 24 points down in the first quarter. <laughs> oh God. I, I think that do do that. I think that if we're only up by seven, or if we're down by seven, we don't have a chance. I think we're gonna lose. But if we're down by twenty-four in the first quarter and I just, know, I just know, I just know it's the in bag. the bag. we'll we'll right. definitely come back and we'll smash them. look, that's the one thing that we can't afford to happen is we can't afford to go down by more than ten, I think, in the first quarter. We are the number one team in second quarters. Um, with and especially with, um, we've scored the most points, I think, throughout the whole NFL in the second quarter. Our second quarter is phenomenal. We're a slow starter. It just, it's, it's been proven like this whole year. And I think even last year, too, as well. I remember watching games last year, we'd fall down and then Mahomes just kind of slowly brings us back and keeps the confidence going. Look, I've talked with Jay, I've talked to a bunch of other people that work in the NFL and work for, and, and simply, simply stated is that can the Niners line get to Mahomes? Before Tyree Kill and those guys stretch the field so much, get free, yeah. get free because the secondary of the Niners—they may not be old, but they're not as fast as our guys, uh-huh. Hardman, Watkins, and, and Hill. So if we can get them, we can stretch the field, and Mahomes can stay on his feet long enough. We can torch him. And if we can't, we need those guys to stretch the field enough for Kelsey to come in underneath or right behind underneath the secondary as well as behind the linebackers and able to dump it off to him as well. And we've got, a, we've got two good running backs, Williams and Thompson. If we can use both those guys, Williams is more of our runner. Thompson, one of our our little like check down guy, uh, he's extremely fast as well. And if you take those three guys, Watkins, Hill, and Hardman, you've got a four by one hundred relay team for the Olympics. I mean, that's <laughs> how damn fast they are. They all Tyreek th- Hill is fast. yeah. All well, Hardman ran a four two also, so he ran a four two. Hill ran a f- I don't even know what he said. They said four two, but he swears he can war- he can run a four one. <laughs> and that, that's just nasty. That's nasty fast. Bo Jackson, Look, baby. Look, exactly. These guys, I mean, so I obviously I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm rooting for them. And I've always been a, kind of a local, like a local. I live in the Bay Area. So I, I've always supported the Niners when they're not playing the Chiefs. I ch- I generally try to root for them. Um, I li- I've always liked Garoppolo as well when he played for the uh, Patriots and when Patriots. he came over. I was like, this is good. I, I've always kind of followed the Patriots as well. You got a lot of respect for, for how Bill Belichick runs his, uh, runs his crew. And um, I just I I I think that Mahomes coming from the history of his father being a professional major league baseball player for eleven or twelve years, eleven or thirteen years, or something like that. I think it's eleven years. He's been around. He was a ball boy when he was like seven, eight years old. Like he's been around pro athletes. None of this stuff is new to him. Like being out there on the field. Think about this. Being out there on the baseball field with. Thousands of people, and you're a kid running to get the ball. Players saying high five to you, giving you jerseys, signing jerseys. Like he's used to it. None of this stuff to him is new. It's he's used to, you know, actors and actresses saying hi to him because he was a ball boy. His dad played in the Major League. So this to him is nothing new. Now this moment in the Super Bowl is definitely something new. You think this is new? (laughs) But I'm saying being on the in the big stage, being under the bright lights, this is not new. This is a different level of that. But I feel like, I feel like he he seemed like he rises to this that twenty four point uh, comeback in the second quarter against the te- uh, against the the Titans. That to me, no, Texans. not te- Texans. I mean Texans. Then when he came back, he came back from ten also uh, ten down against the Titans. Yep. I mean, and they have they're known for their defensive heart. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> but let's be real their defense and their offensive line is it's not just as good as the Niners but they're up no, there and but they're up there they're good and they they had a hard time getting to Mahomes as well so we'll see man but then what's concerns me the most is our running are we have a hard time stopping the run and Moster is not the same guy as Derrick Henry Derrick Henry gives you the chance to get to him cuz sure he's fast but he's also a big body he's like 2 240 something like that Mosters a slasher. They also have Brita, who's also a slasher, extremely fast. They hit the gaps really fast. There's a lot of things that concern me, but if we don't stop the run, we're gonna lose this game. There's that. What's the score? And if we What's can't the score, ooh, predict. Come on, I'm gonna say 27-24 us. Damn. 27-24 okay. us. We're favored by one on the on the betting lines. I think one and a half right now. I, it may have changed right. since like a couple days ago, but yeah, I think we're favored by one. One and a half is what we were a couple days ago. So, I. I, it's going to be a close game. It really is going to come down to if they can, if they can stop our little dump offs. Mahomes going to have to he has to get rid of the ball real fast. And you got to be 31-27. Chiefs?
0: Chiefs? Chiefs, I say, 20. I think it's going to be a close game too.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a close game. 27, Twenty seven. I think Smith, this may end up being either a snooze fest. I just think we score <sighs> too fast. I don't, I don't think so. I, or it's going to be a very high scoring game. It's going to be a you know, fun game. Yeah. Damn it. I hope my team wins. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, Big John McCarthy. John McCarthy MMA, his IG and his Twitter. Thank the, you. the Real Punk, IG and Twitter for myself as well. Follow Wayne In Show on Instagram. Dave has uh, been procrastinating and starting up the Twitter. So, you know, one of these days he'll be able to do his job. And, there you go. Um, you know, we'll be able to we'll be able to show him the love that he deserves when he starts pulling his weight around here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> look, he doesn't have anything to say because we wouldn't be able to understand him
0: Podcast anyways. Dave. I podcast. Get any I
1: love podcast Dave. Doesn't we, get any better yeah, than podcast Dave. I wish you guys could see the picture of him. He wears two headsets. It looks ridiculous. He has one to hear John, one to hear me. <laughs> That's or like you can hear me. I don't as even know what it is. All right, guys. Hey. I wish I didn't have to wear Josh's. Yeah, you guys can understand. <laughs> We're gonna try maybe try to drop another one tomorrow. We'll see how hungover I am after tonight. So get to get to, get, to, get to enjoy the game. All right, guys. Hey, thank you guys. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all those things. Someone hit me up. Did you get that notice about this? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Rok- oh yeah, Rokus or something. Like that? Did you were? Yeah, uh- uh, Rockfin. Rockfin. So if you, guys, if you guys know anything about yeah, this, is, some rock guys Finn. have kind of reached out to us and, and told us it's a good platform to be on. Let us know in the comment section if you guys are interested in having us on Rockfin as well. And, uh, you know, hit us up. All right, hey, I appreciate you guys. Hit the subscribe button, thumbs up button as well. That shares our videos to everyone. Thank you guys. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the Super Bowl.